This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, covering Ipswich Town since 2015. I'm Richard Woodward and you are tuned into the flagship show available each week on video and audio. Joining me today, um, two intrepid voyagers who went off to Burton yesterday in executive style by the sounds of it. So we need to drill into this. Joe Fairs and David Diamond. Joe, we'll start with you. Um, well, no, we'll start with Dave, actually. Dave, it sounds like you had quite a luxurious Oh, journey fantastic. to these uh, start to finish and joe joe fair's um executive uh, mercedes van yeah absolutely oh. superb oh yeah plush so sat in the front of that and um young simon one of joe's uh one of joe's pals bundled in the back and oh, he was all over i thought he's going to stretch out at some point didn't you joe i thought we we're going to look around <laughs> and he was going to be sort of you know stretched he, out on the he back was asleep the back. at one point wasn't he <laughs> he was and you were, you were asking him questions and i thought get much back from him as if we pissed him off or something you know but no it was um yeah no it was great it was good though well yeah the trip itself was absolutely brilliant the trip was absolutely brilliant football available for airport runs if needed yeah Yeah. Yeah, prices start at 500 quid a pop um did your did your passengers behave themselves joe no one left any mess behind no no all good yeah there was there was no mess left in the car had a good thorough clean out of it no, no soilage fee needed, which is what we want to hear. Good stuff. Um, let's um, let's jump straight into the news, guys. Um, and I guess on behalf of the podcast, we need to wish um, Shaylee and Ben yeah. massive congratulations on the arrival of Baby Bloomers, as she's been named here um, on the pod. Um, Enid and a lovely photo that Ben put up yesterday. Yeah. Um, so on behalf of all of team blue monday and i'm sure all of you listening and watching as well and um, we wish ben and shelly all the best just, and, just quickly yeah. i went i went on his i went on ben's twitter feed and how many um i was just thinking how many for, um championship mascots they might receive through the post <laughs> yeah <laughs> they could be oh, inundated they could be inundated with them i think so no that was that's brilliant news for, for ben and shelly yeah and um um yeah and i'm no doubt I'm sure she might make an. It feels like inevitable that she'll make an appearance. Oh. She's already made an appearance on Twitter, so yeah. a YouTube video, at some point, maybe even. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to the Benjamin Bloom channel focusing on sort of sleepless nights and Nappy changing dad mode. And is he is he is he become going to become a dad vlogger now? Yeah. <laughs> Look at this amazing click seat that we bought, which goes into any Isofix and any. Yeah, let's start doing that. They'll get this. This is a pain. Send me free stuff. All over it. Some free stuff. Yeah, exactly right. So um yeah, all the best to, to Ben and Shaley if you're yeah, um, and hopefully you're listening to this um having got a few hours sleep, but um these guys will know better than I do about um early days. It's a little bit of a challenge, isn't it? So um so we'll um we'll get you to sleep by talking about the news because we covered a lot of it on Friday on the pre-match show. Um one bit that I wanted to get your opinion on, Joe, particularly, um, is the appointment of Liam Manning and Chris Hogg um at MK Dons, obviously both um Ipswich youth coaches and former youth players obviously um 
different career paths after stopping playing. Um, but yeah, your take on this one. It's a really interesting appointment, isn't it? And a really brave appointment from Milton Keynes, who I've got history of doing so. I think Carl Robinson got his first job there. That worked out well. Dan Machichi, who was an England under-16 coach, got his first senior one there. That didn't work out so well. Russell Martin did get his first job there. That that has worked out well. So sort of Pete Winkleman is not afraid of sort of giving a rookie manager their first job. And I'd say it's a really brave move and sort of really excited to see how they get on there because Liam was a coach that was very highly rated at Ipswich and I think the West Ham job came and he just couldn't turn it down. And I think at the time, the academy was very much being used as a stepping stone for staff to get up there. But so you go from Ipswich under-15s within a couple of years to West Ham under-23s to within a couple of years after that, the academy director of New York City as part of the City Football Group. You yeah. you can see that there's very much something about him, but I, I can't say what that is. I, I don't know. I've not seen enough of him, but he's obviously a very serious coach with a very serious career. I looked back at some old articles and there was a one where he'd um, left his job as Melton St. Audrey's manager after <laughs> two or three games because of differences with the chairman. They weren't, he, they didn't get signed a few players that he wanted to sign and it wasn't the job for him. So he wanted to focus on coaching the academy, but Melton St. Audrey's loss is Milton King Don's <laughs> wow. game. All the big, all the big names have been there, haven't they? So, um, and again, and it's good to see Chris Hogg coming, yeah. coming yeah. down with him. He's um, obviously nice he did a good job here as a under twenty threes assistant and then oh co manager. Then got the big job going back up to Newcastle there, and I think he's someone that was very highly rated when when Mick left. He came into the setup with Brian Clue, didn't he? And I think again when Hurst left, he came. He was in charge or sort of very close to being in charge for that one game there. He was someone that was rated very highly, but we just couldn't keep him here because of the, the job he got offered. But yeah, good to see these guys that obviously learnt their trade at Ipswich and uh, sort of speak glowingly about the club and people like Brian Klug and Leo Neal in the academy that they're going off and forging successful careers, getting getting good jobs. And hopefully maybe one day we'll see them in the dugout at Portman Road on on our side of it, rather than in the opposition one, as we will on Saturday. Yeah, rapidly we'll be seeing yeah. it in the Portland dugout on the wrong side. Um, Dave, anything to add on that one? I'm... No, it's, it's just great, as Joe said. Nice to see, you know, ex, um, you know, ex staff, ex coaching staff flourish. I mean, I suppose the difference between the two of those, Hogg had quite a decent career. Well, yeah, a reasonable playing career, certainly up in Scotland, didn't he? Where I think, I think Liam Manning really broke through pretty much anywhere. I don't think did he, Joe? I'm not. I'm I think he had sure. a year in Iceland. That they said. Did he really? Had a year in Iceland and came back. He did yeah, a reverse yeah, yeah. Liam Gibbs, didn't he? Didn't he sign from Norwich's academy to join ours? I think. I oh, I hadn't heard that. Possibly. Yeah. I was on Wikipedia. But, I was doing my research. But, 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 you know, good luck to me. And, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see them, as you say, in the opposition dugout this coming, um, this coming weekend. Yeah, as we, as we were saying on Friday, it's not as if they're going to have a huge amount of insider knowledge given it's an entirely new team and coaching staff. But yeah, as you say, um, good yeah. to see um, Ipswich alumni doing well. Um, yeah. The other bits of, of news we kind of dealt with um, on Friday, we talked about the ITFC women's team, a um, couple of new um, contracts for some of their team, new captain, first game of the season away at Hounslow, who I think they, finished this where are, they, where are they up to now with contracts? There must be 10. Are they, nine. They, they, nine. nine now. Yeah, yeah. Natasha yes. Thomas was the ninth. Brilliant. Um, and they face uh, just a um, behind the scenes kind of this is, you know, um, spoilers and so on. This is being recorded on Sunday morning. So um, the women's team haven't yet kicked off. So we wish them all the best. We hope we're yep. reporting on a victory. Um, they play Hounslow away. Hounslow finished rock bottom with zero points, I think, when the season restarted last time around. So um, as we talked about to Sophie Peskett and to Kieran Stanley, probably the kind of fixture you'd want, but it is a level up. And so, um, yeah, we wish them all the best. Um, the other bits of news, we kind of broke the interest in map. <laughs> we broke the interest. Blue Monday exclusive, it was not, <laughs> on Friday night, um, about Matt Butcher at Accrington, um, 24-year-old central midfielder. Um, a couple of goals, a few assists last season for them, but mostly, I think, just more of a holding midfielder um scored a quite good goal yesterday yeah, if anyone ripper yesterday. Yeah. um so we'll talk about that maybe more in the roundup later on um but i think the bigger link and, and now kind of being um backed up with actual news um is a, a fee agreed for cameron burgess their 25 year old center back slash left back um, again 42 appearance four two starts last season 44 appearance um yeah, something like that. Three goals, three assists for him as well. Um, 13 mm. clean sheets, most importantly. Um, Dave, uh, another centre-back signing long overdue. 
Yeah, you said left back, which surprised me slightly. I didn't quite realise that, but at six foot four, you'd expect left back slash centre back. Yeah, 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 yeah. At six foot four, you'd expect him to uh, to slot in it. Um, and a left side, obviously left sided centre back, which yeah, I think there's no secret. And Joe made a good point um, on the show in the week about Wolfenden playing on the left side there. Um, yeah, which is clearly at this moment in time with the injuries, Enciala out, Edmondson obviously not quite ready yet. Um, yeah, we're short. We're short in that department. So yeah, good sign. Obviously, big presence, and obviously very well rated by um, by Accrington and um, and yeah. the management and the management staff there, who I think you said came out and the chairman and the owner as well came out with some comments, didn't they? Yeah, well, I've I've got um, John Coleman's quotes to their to their I think to the Lancashire Telegraph. I think Joe's got quotes from Andy Holt, who's always interesting to hear. Mm. I, I think John Coleman's a scouser, so I do believe I'm allowed to do. An impression of him which will it sound it, like it, paul cook though uh, it all sound the same rich no they're not no, all different all different um i didn't want him to go but the chairman andy holt has done a deal for the right reasons and cameron can earn a lot more money at ipswich so you can't deny that there you go there you go jumps into that spot on um, john coleman <laughs> he's in the room um, <laughs> me and holty are generally on the same page a lot of the time this one wasn't my decision i would have held him for more money i certainly didn't want to lose him because i think he's worth more than that but we've got a decent fee. I'll leave you with this quote. There's lots more about earning more money and all that stuff. Um, Ipswich can buy a lot more. Uh, undoubtedly a bigger club than us. Um, whether they're a better club, that remains to be seen. Oh, zing. Ouch. Burn. Um, <laughs> now, now I want to hear an Andy Hill impression, Joe. I, I don't know what he talks like. But... <laughs> he's, got to be, he's got to be Lancashire. And yeah, I, I, don't do, uh, I don't do impressions. In Lancashire. Not, not good ones anyway, but yeah, yeah, he basically class. said... He, he's come out and said, Coley and the resale of Cameron Burgess to Ipswich Town. Coley and the lads didn't want to lose him. It's a loss, no doubt. We spoke about this, and there are times when I intervene, though it's rare. We could have held out and got more, perhaps. For me, it's about being fair with the players who I'm asking to sign longer contracts. The agents tell them not to because they won't get a move. This annoys me because what they're really saying is they don't trust us as a club. We want players to come to our club with the sole intention of furthering their career in football. If I close the exit door, less will come in the first place. We got a fair deal. I hope the player did and Ipswich Town got a fine player. He was a free transfer to us. Three million is being invested in the club in facilities, training ground, etc. I don't mind. So I, I, like I say, he doesn't say what the fee is there, but he's basically saying when, when you sign these players and you want them to commit to you, you have to you have to sort of honour your side of the bargain that if yeah. a club comes and offers you a fair price for them, you've got to yeah. let them go and get the next one in the line. But I think all clubs operate like that. But it's, like I say, not selling someone can do a lot of damage to to the club going forwards when they're trying yeah. to recruit people. So I've, I've, I say, I've, I've seen him before. He's a big, tall lad. And the only, the only thing is he normally plays on the left of a back three. So obviously that's not what he's going to be playing yeah. here. But I'm sure he'll step up. He, he, he's... He can play the ball, but obviously a bit different on a three in, as opposed to a four. But six or four gives us that little bit of extra height as well. Got a few goals last year. Very resilient. Played a lot of games, which is something that yeah we need to see as well. So no, it sounds like it's going to be good. Sounds like it's as good as done. Sounds like it's going to be a good signing. So look forward to getting him in the building, so to speak. Yeah, hopefully. like you said, this gives us a presence, doesn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, and hopefully, um, Dave, third time lucky doing business with Accrington because we've spent quite a lot of money with Andy Holt in the last two to three years <laughs> on um, Caden Jackson and Janoy Danassin. I guess the jury's out on um, Danassin, maybe. Yeah, perhaps um, we'll get to Danassin later. I, I, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I'm not sure. The one, the reported, what was it? 1.6 million on Caden was, um, how can we put it, wisely spent? Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, nice hopefully this this purchase will be. I I I was doing I was doing my prep um for today and stumbled across some on this day transfer news. If you if you're interested, go on. On, on this day, um, in the year 2000, which feels like bloody oh, forever. No, no, um, go on. We we agreed um fee and terms with Herman Eriderson, <laughs> um, and a year later we agreed oh. a fee and terms with Matteo Serrini. Oh. Combined fee for those two, eight, eight and a half million, I think. Yeah, our two, our two biggest ever signings, isn't it? Yeah, on this day. We've got, we've um, got a 20-year transfer record in place. Yeah. So it didn't, um, I think I'm right. Didn't Horidison sign in the very next day we played Spurs? I think that was pretty much the first yeah. game of the season, wasn't it? He went straight yeah. in, didn't he? Wow. Baptism of fire. Um, and also, a few years later, oh. uh, on this day, um, we, we had a bid accepted. Um, I don't know whether he agreed terms with Shola Amiobi. 
on the gym. What? He found like, a medical, didn't he? Yeah, I think he's yeah, I think I forgot about that. What's the worst thing? Cheating friends or cheating medical science? <laughs> <laughs> um, so there you go. There's some on this day transfer gossip to go oh, with. Ah, dear, um, nice one. Year 2021 transfer gossip. Let's move on to Burton, shall we, guys? And to bring everyone up to speed, um, we talked about um, Burton in a big way on Friday on the pre-match show. Um, if just to do a plug for the pre-match show, and I, apologies for patting myself on the back a few too many times here, um, but we are trying really hard. We want to grow the audience for this one. For the second week running, I've given you uh, the first goal scorer or a goal scorer for the opposition. So if anything, you should be watching for betting advice. Though when the fun stops stop um, and the name that i gave you um was joe powell and we'll talk more about him shortly as for ipswich guys um the injuries are starting to mount up aren't they we knew about nciala from last week and we knew about norwood from tuesday um joining them in the treatment room is wes burns and connor chaplin though hopefully for not um for too long um in come um dynastian for nciala from last week dobra and barry your thoughts on those um, those changes, um, Joe? We we kind of I speculated that Barry would be featuring sooner rather than later because very difficult to tell Aston Villa that why we can't play one of their prize assets. I, I think we we weren't really left with much choice because I think Aluko was also not not fit as well, so there isn't really anyone else to play in those three positions bar the three that played or Kyle Edwards who'd only signed sort of earlier this week and was obviously deemed not fully match fit, so. I think we went with what we had, but sort of easy to say. But when you look at how the game played out, I think we'd have been much better off with Joe Piggott playing as a 10 and Macaulay Bond up front as a nine because we just did not get going at all, really. So I'd have, I'd have liked to have seen that that side of it, trying to get a second striker on the pitch. And that's what we ended up doing later on in the game as well, didn't we? So, um, And Dave, um, a few players, um, I guess... The phrase stood out probably is giving is loving lavishing a bit too much praise on them. Dobra was one of those, but Tuesday night, um, El Mazzuni and, and and Bailey Clements and Corey and Darba um, featured, and they found their way to the bench. Um, is yeah. that an illustration of the the level of their performance or the positives to the? I don't think. I mean, put it in the context. I, I wasn't at the I wasn't at the game on Tuesday, but put it into you know I was listening to bits and pieces on the radio, and they they certainly bigged up. Um, Young Clements at Young Clements at left back, and I think Elmit Zuni was 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 fairly steady, and Dabba and Dabba the same, really. You know, I think I know we've you've covered this already, but going back to Tuesday night, we pretty much dominated and probably deserved a win. And you know, another day we probably would have done. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it showed that just how many players have left, really, when you see what was left on the bench after a couple of injuries yesterday. You need to think. Yeah, wow. You know, it's uh, you know, okay, Macaulay, Bond, okay, Jackson, but then you look at look at the rest of it, and you think, yeah, it's um, it's, it's still it's pretty thin. We still, I think Joe said at the time, he said, yeah, look at this. You know, we, two injuries. It's clear we need some players in. We need more. You know, so yeah, it was uh, yeah, not not like Joe said to see Barry starting, not a surprise, and really not a surprise to see those three um, those three on the bench. I don't think. No, we're still we're still without. Um, Lewis Coulson, who I think is recovering from COVID. And we Hayden found out. Coulson. Oh, he's got oh, a Lewis in it. Doing again. This. Lewis Coulson, <laughs> I even wrote it down as Lewis. Just had to yeah. correct him. See, me and Joe sat quiet yeah. last, last, last week and we said, no, I can't. I can't. He said no. it three times you... now. I can't, can't correct him now. It'll be too got obvious. Right Joe it. was right in there this week. No one else mentioned it, though. So I kind of got away <laughs> with it. It either means people aren't listening or they don't care. Um, oh, um, Ed Edmondson also not yet fit as well. So. You know, options are are kind of limited there. And... I wonder what's going on with all this side. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if it's an element of the sports science with regards to red zones and making sure people are ready to play because it it, it doesn't seem like like Edmondson was playing in preseason for Rangers and he's come in yeah, and not what? not been near it. So I, I I'd, I'd I'd hope it's the fact they're not injured. They're not just deemed as quite up to the right level of fitness as yet. So hope hopefully it's that rather than. Oh, they've picked I mean, up no, a knock and they're going to be out. I don't think there's any any. I haven't read anywhere or have you heard anything, Joe, that he hasn't been actually training. Well, it, Cook said he trained last week before the Morecambe game, but then I spoke to someone and they said all he was doing was training on his own. Effectively, he was doing sort of drills and having a physio running him through things. So I'd imagine it's trying to the to the levels demanded of fitness for Cook and sort of Ashton with regards to his sports science guys, I think it's a case of making sure that people get up to this level. And mm. if the if the medical guys say, no, you can't play them, you can't play them. And you won't play. There's an element of that. Mm -hmm. Nice to have some standards when it comes to... Oh, like, not like all that... 
Not like Herman, not that Herman all those years ago signing on a Friday night and lining up White Hart Lane 12 yeah. hours later. Nothing, yeah. No. <laughs> um, let's have a look at the two lineups. I'll put the um, image on the screen for those of you watching on the video. Um, 4 2 3 1 versus 4 2 3 1. Um, we'd expected changes for Burton purely because of injuries one time. And town target Deji Oshilaja was out injured. And Jacob Maddox, I think, also injured. Um, and so in came Terry Taylor. Um, into the central midfield alongside Thomas O'Connor um, and um, Joe Powell. I mentioned Joe Powell on the pod. There he is again um, behind Amari Patrick. Um, Aikens had started up front last week, but shoved out to the left. And to be fair, he spent a lot of his time out on the left-hand side. And I wonder, guys, whether that was a deliberate tactic um, yes. for us to target um, Kane Vincent Young. We'll talk about him being caught up the pitch for one specific moment. Um, but let's get into the action. I guess, firstly, we need to say, First away day for the travelling support post um, lockdowns and so on. Um, what was it like being amongst the 1,400 um, town fans of Burn and the pre-match and all that stuff? Good to see some old faces, really, isn't it? Sort of yeah. people that you yeah. don't know that well. You know to sort of speak to, but they're not people you'd give a message to or go out for a beer with, but just to, just to catch, up with a, catch up with a load of people. Yeah, oh, I, acquaintances. Yeah, I agree. It's great. And hi to um, hi to Justin. Justin Grimwood saw him. Saw him down there. Um, it's good to see him. Obviously, I haven't seen him for a, a goodly while. Obviously, pre pre pandemic. So it was good to see Justin. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, it's yeah, it's good. Obviously, usual sellout away support for town. Yeah, we've taken plenty of travellings to Burton. Travellings, whatever. I'm, uh, words. Let's crack on. Um, I kind of um, I was listening to this. Um, I mentioned this before. Perk of now living in Suffolk is I can listen to Radio Suffolk um, whilst I was painting. And um, early exchanges sounded like Burton were, were largely the better, but um, primarily from it was kind of counter attacks to and from. But Burton pressing high, long throws into the box, a threat. Um, but it's um, yeah. I mean, I've got no real concrete action really. Um, until the 19th minute. We haven't really agreed who's going to um, talk about these goals, so feel free to jump in. But Dave's think, got something. Well, yeah, I think I'd better do the first goal because okay. for the Ipswich goal, um, I was out um, having a comfort break. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> this, is, this is the kind of stuff that we should have... So a, a good, competent host would have dealt with. So, so it's, yeah, do you know what? And it, got to the, it, got, yeah. <laughs> it got to the point when we were two, when we were two one down with... Oh, 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 hang on. Spoiler alert. Spoiler oh, alert. I'll get oh. to that later. But yeah, um, I was going to do a bit reverse psychology, like Joe said earlier about the penalty. A bit reverse psychology, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't, and obviously uh, we all know the end result. But yeah, I was out for the second goal. So anyway, getting back to the first goal, um, I think Fraser has the ball sort of just in their half and sort of poor touch sort of thing. Their player sort of comes across him, and it's a bit of a soft free kick, I'd, I'd say really. But and we freeze, don't we? Um, clearly, um, Vincent Young has caught up. You know, I think um, we've got the ball, and to say um, Fraser sort of advancing from the halfway line towards towards their penalty area. Um, and which is caught, which is caught cold. The ball's ball's put down. I think it could be Taylor that puts his hand on the yep. ball. Obviously, gets the okay from the ref. Strokes up. Unlike last week, Dave, by the way, where the referee prevented all the quick free kicks, particularly ours. I thought, to be fair, <laughs> I thought the ref was pretty good yesterday, didn't you, Joe? Just be consistent. Yeah. Though. Didn't really stand out, yeah. Yeah, didn't no, really yeah, stand, didn't out, stand out as if you did exactly. anything wrong. So Which I, is, I, I, I guess, the good benchmark, isn't it? I mean, compared to the week before, I mean, Christ almighty. But anyway, um, yeah, he's allowed to take a put to him, which is caught cold, which is caught cold. It's a 10-yard ball. Aikens has peeled. Well, he played down the left, as we'll get to. Has peeled off left, and he's just got a pretty much clear and challenged run to the edge of the box. Um, slips it inside, probably, yeah, right at the edge of the box. So the right side, right at the edge of the penalty area. Really good first touch by the boy. Powell, isn't it? By Powell, right foot, and then just hits it first time, left foot. Um, defenders are nowhere really, and yeah, just call yeah. out of position. Um, inside, Clagkey's near post, but no chance. He's buried it from about eight yards, hammered it in. You know, it's such a, it's a poor, poor goal. It's just a disappointing goal, really. Just again, another disappointing goal. Mistake, would you put that one down? A mistake. Mm, Vincent Young was caught up the pitch, but they just caught us cold with a quick free kick, really. It was, yeah. it was interesting because Craig, we stood with Craig from this parish yesterday as well. He was saying at the oh, yeah. 
shareholders EGM. Um, but he went he went to that um, last week, and that Cook was talking about how his fullbacks play as wingers. They're going to get caught up the pitch, but it's not yeah. their responsibility if they get caught up the pitch. Which so there he said you basically have a a, a a square he called it of four of sort of two centre backs and two central midfielders. So obviously Wolfen and Donatian, Evans and Harper, yeah, and they are the square, probably. and they they have to deal with everything that goes on when the fullbacks go. Those four are the ones dealing with it. So. I think when you when you look at it back, Vincent Young, yeah, he's caught miles up the pitch, but probably I'm, I'm guessing it's it's Harper who's the nearest player who doesn't really react to the run behind, and I think that's what going forwards that is those fullbacks are going to go, and and Harper and Evans have got to be the ones that cover when when they do go because otherwise we can't play the way Paul Cook wants us to play. So that's you look you look back and Harper, Harper just doesn't really react to the quick free kick and. Wolfenden ends up having to go over. He doesn't really make enough commitment to get over for me. But then when he does get over and the ball comes through, there's, there's no one there because no. effectively the midfielders haven't dropped in. So that, that was quite an interesting yeah. point Craig made, Craig made yesterday that Cook had said in the EGM. But oh, I think that's something we need, to be looking, we need to be looking for as fans, seeing the central midfielders covering when those fullbacks go because yeah. the fullbacks are not going to be able to get back because they get miles ahead of the ball. Yeah, and no one engage, like I said, Aikens just no one engages him. He's he's just got a free a free run pretty well, right to the edge of it. He has to carry the ball 30, 40 yards. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I guess the other thing I noticed, and, and this is how this is how a four, two, three one is supposed to work, is that the striker, um who's the striker, Patrick, Amari Patrick, has drawn yeah, Dynastian out of the space to give space to the number 10 who's got up and is basically alongside the striker. Mm. And is basically in that position was, is a forward, isn't he? And, he was and decent. Hmm. Yeah, he, we, was, we could. he was very mobile. That Patrick, he was he was decent play. So and 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 that's how it's supposed to work. They're kind of number ten is supposed to get up and support the striker. And I think the theme here is, and it's no slight on Louis Barry, who is that was his first professional appearance on Saturday. Um, young player, new to the club, alongside Joe Piggott, who is new to the club, <laughs> figuring out his position. But this is this is what we're going to have to expect from the number ten. To make our, this formation work, as much as it's the defensive phase, Joe, and it's a really interesting insight that Craig's provided there. Mm. To me, we're, we're limited at the moment by the number ten and the forward, and maybe two up front is the way to fix that in the short term. Um, but it's it's one nil, and yet again, Town find themselves behind. But um, Joe, who um, yeah, was, Joe. was watching, um, <laughs> we've um, yes, yeah, it's, it's only three minutes, and and things um, are brought back to parity. Um, Dobra um, fouled on the left, and talk us through this. Yeah, I think it was Terry Taylor that fouled Dobra here because early in the game he tried to stop a counter by chopping Dobra in half, got bumped oh. for it. <laughs> a, f- a few minutes later, he committed another foul, and then a, a bit later we tried to break again, and he gets a real tug of the shirt of the person in front of him. As, as they're breaking clear, but they, they get away from it. Nothing happens. And then I think he fouls Dobra here and within a few minutes, he gets substituted as well because mm. the manager realises he's going to get himself sent off because he is just fouling. Dobra is just causing them all sorts of problems. So that was that. Yeah, but it's a free kick on the sort of on the left-hand side as we're looking at it from the away end. And Evans, as we did with nearly all our sort of set pieces, whips it towards the front post. And Piggott is sort of trying to get there, but the defender... I said they're, they're battling for the ball, but from where we were standing, it was quite clear that this defender who gets the ball and gets on it first, and it's just it's past the keeper before he can move, and it's a clear own goal. But yeah, re- really good delivery, and that's sort of what you what you need there. But that was our that was really our first first time we've been sort of anywhere near their goal. We'd been really poor up until that point. Yeah, yeah obviously, that's, yeah, that's what it that's what it sounded like from the gents. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like Connor who puts it in, and he kind of is appealing for a foul, but. I think it's done done quite well there, and and again, how good is it to have people who are able to execute decent set pieces? I mean, that is, that is if you're looking for positives, early sign of positives. Apart from creating more chances, we are more deadly at set pieces, which you know, at League One level, is going to be helpful, isn't it? It's a useful plan B. Um, I haven't got a huge amount of remaining. Oh God! Can I make a comment? Love the no, handout, do, by the do, way. Do, I feel like sorry, a teacher. Do I make a comment? Do we class penalties as set pieces? Move on. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for, thanks for the help yeah. we'll, we'll debate that in a second half shall we um, I've only got one more chance um, and to be fair um, O'Connor I think it is it's deep cross um, sorry for the beeps I'm trying to kill my apps here that's not working um, and um, Taylor rises highest and right in the middle of the goal and heads it wide should he be doing this is in front of the town sport isn't it 
Should he be doing? Yes, yeah, it wasn't a notable chance from Straight my down. side of it. But the um, but the first half was really, really poor from Ipswich. We just, we we just we almost couldn't get out of a half of the game. It's effectively we we sat back. We tried to take like Hladke would get the ball for a goal kick. We'd play it short to Wolfie. Wolfie would give it to Vincent Young. It would come back inside to Wolfie because they were just pressing and pressing. And we just had no idea how to play through it. And I reckon probably nine or ten times we sort of tried to play the ball out from the back and ended up just rolling it back to Hladke, who just put his foot through it. And yeah. we didn't get anywhere near it. And it, it was amazing how we nobody seemed to take the responsibility to say, look, this isn't working. Let's just try and knock the ball long to pick it and try and get a couple of bodies around him to actually try and get us a bit of territory in their half because it was right in front of us. It was just, it was such a frustrating watch. Mm. Yeah. And I, I, the only consolation I have for you, Joe, and and this is something that I noted from last week, um, is that we start the second half a lot better. There's a, there's a lot more um, intent. And and um, Stuart Watson noticed, noted this on Twitter as well. Burton's intensity is not something that at this point in the season you can sustain. So the game was going to become a little bit more fragmented and that might play into our hands. And it did sound like it, it did really, um, Vincent Young and Fraser. What was the what was the linking up like there? Because this is a good move here, where um, the kind of ball falls to to Fraser, isn't it? When they really should do better. I think he tries to hit the keeper and he should really cross it. But again, fifty six minutes, um, they combine really nicely and play in Harper kind of disguised pass into Harper. And again, it's another the crosses into the box were there. I just note here that. Um, I think Shaughnessy clears it out from under the bar. It's pretty decent clearance, this one, considering it's probably easy to score the own goal. Yeah, there, there was oh, two God, really yeah. good clearances yeah. they made. One from a yeah. half across where he's, I say, within the six-yard box in the middle of the goal, he manages to put it over. And then later on, Penny puts a really good ball in that he gets across and just flicks it over the bar. Yeah. But to, to be honest, the combination, like Kane Vincent Young was probably the, was probably the poorest game I've seen him have in an Ipswich shirt. Like He, he really, really struggled on the ball he wasn't good he, he didn't look sharp and Lucas Aikens just bullied him all, all game he totally dominated him defensively and he dominated him at, sort of when he went up against him in an attacker position as well so we just we had very very little joy down that side and it seemed as though Hasselbank and I think Dino Mamre are still there isn't it they they knew that we wanted to play for our fullbacks and they just totally put a stop to it and we I don't know, we, we didn't really have much else. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The, um, well, we're going to get a couple of set pieces in, it, in, it, in quick succession here, Dave. Um, the corner routine ends up to Vincent Young on the edge who loops a pass to the far post where Louis Barry is in all kinds of space. Probably miscontrols it, then gets it under control. Um, and this... 
appears to be a little bit clumsy from O'Connor. Was this? Did any, either of you have a, a give of whether this was? Again, it was on or... the <clears throat> it was on the left side of the box. So we were we were to the we were to the left side of the goal. So it was over to the right, far right. Uh, okay. so we could see it with a net in the way. Um, looked a soft one, but you know from where we where I was and. Yeah, looked a soft one, and you see it again on the TV. Looks looks a bit of a soft one. Yeah, I think there's contact there, and he's he's sort of leaning on him. You know, he's obviously a bigger physical specimen than Barry is. Barry goes down, and um, yeah, you know, <clears throat> refs give it, and it's it's come at the time, and I think Cook said afterwards, you know, it's come at a time when yeah, we were starting to get on top, and we were certainly dominating possession and domi- and getting me. possession as as you said, you know, a little bit further forward, and perhaps getting the ball in wider areas in. More, you know, well, yeah, decent, decent attack and position. So, um, yeah, you think, oh, here we go. This is, this is it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, the... I thought it was a penalty. I thought it was because Barry he miscontrols the ball, and if anything, that does him a favour because that yeah. wrong foots the defender when he when yeah. he does that, and then the defender is just in a bad position he and he falls just, on him, doesn't he? So it drags him down a bit, really. Like Barry had, I don't think Barry could have stayed on his feet, put it that way, and the defender doesn't get the ball, so it's a penalty, isn't it? Yeah. And talk about this set piece technique, then, Dave. We've got questions about penalties, but I won't. I won't throw Joe under the bus. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be thrown okay. under it. <laughs> <laughs> Joe does the ultimate. So just as he's stepping up, and he's as soon as he's waiting an age, he's sort of got his hand on his hips, and was with GB Graham Blackburn. GB, hi GB. Um, and um, I said to G, I said. He just doesn't look confident. And he didn't look confident. He was sort of standing still, hand on hips, sort of just weighing things up, which seemed like an eternity, probably, I don't know, 10 seconds, whatever it was. But it seemed a quite a delay there. And then Joe says, nine out of nine for MK last year, <laughs> nine out of nine. So, and I'm thinking, okay. And then he does a little dance. And then I say to GB, he sort of does a little jig. And I thought, oh, he's confident. He does a little jig. He's going to send the keep the wrong way. But unfortunately, he doesn't. Um, nice. So what, it looked... It- Again, from where we were, so it's, from, from our from our stance, it looked a really poor penalty. I thought it was a lot more central than it actually was. But look, it's one of the ones the keepers guess right, and yeah, he has got to stretch. You know, it's not as if he's because we and Joe when we first saw it in real time, we thought bloody hell, the keeper could have thrown his cap on that one. It really looked bad, but actually, it was hit with slightly more power than I thought. And he's just, you know, he's guessed right, put an arm out, and it's good save it's an okay save isn't it but i think yeah when, when when these players do the little dance or the little the little sort of routine you think oh he's confident enough he's going to stroke it in but no <laughs> sadly that, not that is a future thing for football room 101 for me i just i've seen these dancing skippy little stuttering run-ups just smash it just hit it hard Do you i mean get it on target i mean that's rule number one for penalty so but i just don't like these little no, just but... introduces too many variables to me because you're potentially putting yourself in a weird position to strike the ball if you, if, if you don't get yourself reset in time. It's, uh, it's, it's not... different because it wasn't like a controlled one. It wasn't a stutter run-up. Like he, he stood <laughs> a little skipped or dead in front of the ball. <laughs> sort of like really straight on. It's like, is he... Because I haven't it's seen little... his penalties. I know he scored nine out of nine. <laughs> he's standing there and then when he starts a run up, he like goes to one side and then does a hop and skip. So it's not like he's doing a run up and is stopping to try and make the keeper no. move. It was just a, I don't know, start of the run up like he's a fast bowler. And I always think I don't know why look how his left foot should be any different or right foot. I always think good left foot penalty. I always think Stuart Pierce, you know, against Spain, just wrap your left foot round it and bury it in the, in you know, in that, in, you know, across the keeper in that corner in the right. I'm, corner. I'm never a massive fan wrap of left foot, foot penalty takers. I don't, I don't trust them. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. There's a, there's a snap, but, sound bite for the for Twitter. Um, and I, I, I put the attacking momentum graph up, which is one of my favourite go-tos. You know, this is coming at a point yeah. of dominance for Ipswich here. Yeah. Um, but as always, if you don't take the... I mean, penalty, We um, for those of you who love XG, 0.7, 0.75 XG for a penalty uh, for obvious reasons, um, that's, that's going to be demonstrated there here. But, you know, this crosses into the box... And um, we talked about the the penny cross, which is cleared by Leek. Um, and then we, we've kind of mentioned this before as well, the double change here and um, the introduction of Edwards making his debut um, and Macaulay Bond. Was that to go to up front, Joe, as you kind of mentioned at the start? Yeah, well, that's what happened, wasn't it? That's, yeah. that's where we went from there, that Bond went and just sort of played on the shoulder. Whereas I thought Dobra was a bit unlucky to be taken off because I thought he'd played well and all the spark had come from him. But Edwards brought more if if anything Ed, edwards was really good when he came on yeah so. oh yeah dave tell us about 
Carl Edwards because um, yeah, like, yeah. introduces <laughs> nearly introduced himself in the best possible way. Yeah, I really like him. I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, he started in the le- on the left side, and um, yeah, you know, he's got a bit of pace. You can see he could drop his shoulder as he did with the. I think it was a cross. We were right behind that, and it, it, it was a cross, and that was going in. It was a good save actually. To keep the, when, get, when you the look character. back at that on the highlights, it looks more of a shot than it did at the time. Does but... it? I haven't seen. Actually, I haven't, I've only seen the. EFL stuff I haven't seen the other highlights but yeah he sort of swings it in and um, the keeper actually gets a little touch on that so it's a half decent save I suppose but more than once then he swapped then so and then subsequent after that he then went on the right side he beat his full back stood one up to the back post on his right foot and more impressive for me he went back to the left side did the full back again and stood one up to the back post with his left foot so yeah he I mean, we were on the way back, we were saying well, positives out of the game yesterday. And he, he, he probably, for both of us, I think we both said, yeah, <laughs> in that little 20-minute sort of cameo, he was, yeah, looks really good. Really good. Yeah, every, everything went for him when he came on. Yeah. He sort of had a had a sort of shot that he looked like he caught really well, but that got blocked. Oh, yeah. Harper's shot, that was him running, cutting across the area, back and then just heel. dropping a little back heel into Harper. And those two have obviously played together a lot, so hopefully they've got a good, good understanding. But yeah, no, he looked... He looked mustard. Yeah, he did. yeah, no, he did. He did look really good, and I, I felt a bit for Barry. Barry looked a little bit lost, and you know, he, probably Barry had a very similar game, I'd say, and probably even um, influenced with the penalty one to what Chaplin had last yeah. week. Very, very similar. Where you know, Chaplin had the one influential moment last week, where a brilliant, you know, creation for the Fraser goal, and very similar from Barry. Very hardly in the game, but you know, wins the penalty, but. There was, I suppose, little odd signs that, um, yeah, obviously there's a player there for goodness sake, but you say he's 18, quite slight, making his debut against rugged, sort of well-organised, well-drilled Burton. And let's don't forget what a run they've been on since Asselbank joined. You know, they've got bloody continuity. They've got, and as me and Joe said on the way back, it's all about getting his winning mentality, get wins under your belt, and it just creates confidence for goodness sake. And they've obviously carried it through. Yep. There's a couple of moments that I've got I've got noted down here um, for the rest of the game. Um, another set piece, which is well delivered from Fraser, ends up at the far post to Harper, and he oh, in yeah. this header is this a header that should go back across the face of goal rather than an attempt at it's, goal? It's or? hard. It's hard. He's really sort of stretching for it. Can't get his head around it. No. Yeah. Fair dues. And then um, 85. I've got um, Kane Vincent Young caught massively up the field. With Lucas Aikens oh, in absolute acres, um, Joe, do you want to talk us through this moment here, or Dave? I, th- I think that apportions no, the blame wrongly on that one. In that, yeah, it does. We both said, go on, Joe. We both said, yeah. This. So Vincent Vincent Young is on the right flank as he's supposed to, where he was all game, and Lee Evans tries to spray a ball out to him, but it's a real floaty ball, not, not enough pace on it, and it's t- it's too it's too square as well, isn't it, Dave? It, Vincent Young isn't far enough ahead of him and he hits quite a square floaty ball. Aikens just reads it and he's got the run and just just I think I think so. I gets ahead of him and just plays into his path and it takes three people out of the game that pass. It's a real yeah. poor pass from Evans that was. It's, I think I think that was a feature. I think he was looking to do that, but he didn't. He didn't get on the ball. They didn't. They were so intense with their press. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you think back to the Morgan game. Jesus, he was spraying balls like a quarterback, wasn't he? Left, right, and centre all over the park, wasn't he? I think he was looking to play that ball all game, but there was just no opportunity to do it. I think he just saw it. Almost saw that was the first almost opportunity he had to play, and it was just a nothing ball, nothing ball. And and as as Joe said, it was so similar to the first goal, Aikens, Aikens, because. KBY is so far advanced. Aikens is just greatly un- oceans of space to to run into. And well, go on, Joe. He takes advantage, so, obviously. Yeah, well, the, book- the other players that are involved in the move, aren't they? I'm looking yeah. at O'Connor and Powell. Both oh, a great, the great, the real awareness from Aikens when he gets to the edge of the box. It's a really nice ball, wasn't it, with the outside of his foot as well. But it's the and awareness, awareness as well from O'Connor. That he- he doesn't cut up because the ball is coming and he doesn't cut it out. He sort of gets there and heads it into his path yeah. and he's straight after it. And like he's I say, off. he's he's 20 <laughs> yards ahead of Vincent Young by the time he starts running. And I say it's just it was it was such a square ball. And those those square balls, if you if you mess those up, you were in massive trouble. And it, as it proved to be, he went in and sort of t- slowed down, took a look up at the edge of the area, rolled it across to O'Connor, who again just takes nice a touch ball. and rolls it to Powell and Powell. Gets there and Penny's just trying to get ahead of him and just clips him. And I thought, 
It's, it's, it's a shame. So I thought Matt Penny had a decent game, to be fair, yeah. yesterday. But it's just it was just a bit naive, really, just trying trying too hard to get back there. He's, I think but. he's kind of wrong side, isn't he? He tries he tries mm, to yeah. nip in front of him. Sorry, he tries to intercept the ball in front of him, and he, he just gets across. Clips his ankles, doesn't it? Contact, yeah. yeah. Um, and, then, and, and I, I said, I think. We were behind, obviously we were at the other end behind Aikens and our, <laughs> just body language. I said to Joe, I said he looks quite confident. <laughs> well, at the, at this point, because I've because of my nine out of nine comment of the previous one, I, I did want to make the comment that Haladki had a really good record at saving penalties last season. So I um I kept that quiet, but it didn't make any difference. But he seemed to just go quite early, Haladki, to me. It just looked like yeah. he went quite early, and Aikens just put it in the other corner. But yeah, we'll see. And um, and that's all I've got written down. There were no last-minute two all equalisers as they were last week. Um, and the first defeat to Burton in our entire history, gentlemen. Our 100% record at the Premier League Stadium is over. Setting um, record still, Paul Cook. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> they continue to rough all the kind of wrong ones. I mean, just quickly on this, we've got plenty of questions. Here's, here's the stats. I mean... Again, yet again, like Tuesday, dominating the possession. But shots-wise, total shots 11 each on target, R3 to their two. Um, you know, corners, we've we've had more of those. Big chances, though, two to one here. I mean, it feels fairly even in terms of the stats. Different types different types of games, different needs. Um, I wonder what the other big chance but, was. Um, well, for, for us, obviously the there. penalty and what yeah. else. But apart, you know margins of you know of, of games like that you know you don't concede the penalty that probably ends up one or maybe would that have been a more a fair reflection or did we not deserve anything out of that one I, I i personally thought that burton deserved the win i thought that the way they played in the first half just totally nullified us and we didn't do anywhere near enough in the second to win the game maybe maybe a draw might have been fair but i i, I didn't come away feeling robbed that we'd lost 2-1 put it that way yeah i think we joe's right yeah we had we were i was quite obviously dominant possession sign in the second half, but I don't think we influenced influence the game. Is that the right word? Influence the game as much as Burton did in the first half in, in nullifiers and just generally well organised and well drilled, Rich, you know, which I think and this is what he's coming back to with all these new players and new systems, new players. I hate to say it, it's gonna take time. How much time? God only knows. But it really showed go. it really showed with Burton. Really well drilled, really well organised. Fit, strong, not afraid to put the foot in as Taylor did. Um, yeah, just came up against a side that were better on the day and overall, probably yeah, marginally better on the day overall. I just, I was going to say, hold that thought that you were mentioning before. Let's um, let's go to the questions. And Stuart Cook is first up. Dave, I will come straight back to you. Barring new signings, how long do you think it would take? For Cook to find his settled side. Oh, God knows. I don't know. I think we sort of said it before, and we've said it before on the pod. Sometimes you almost stumble across it by accident. You know, you have to play a certain formation due to injuries or suspensions or one thing and another, and you almost stumble across it. You know, it works. It's, it's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, going into Tuesday, you know, it's going to pressure's going to even at this stage, pressure's going to build. You know, we don't get a positive result on Tuesday. You know, Joe, Joe said in the car coming back last night, you know, it's going to be, could be, and we go behind, say, say, say we lose, say we lose on Tuesday and we concede first on Saturday. The atmosphere is not going to be, not going to be great, is it? So even at this early stage, the pressure, the pressure is on, but we just need to just take a breath, settle down. The quality is there. I'm sure I'm convinced the quality is there. Um, look, Vincent Young, he, he, he cost no, he didn't cost. He, he was caught up up the pitch a couple of times. Um, he he, he yeah, he he's just not quite. He's not obviously at this moment in time not the player he was. But you know, you've got someone like Burns to perhaps Burns even to to slot into there. But yeah, it's. I'm just using that as an example. It is going to take a bit of time. How much? Don't know. Let's see. Look, we've got another two weeks. What three weeks? Two weeks of the transfer window. Let's see how the squad looks like looks like after that, really. But like I said, sometimes you sort of stumble across these things and and it works and off you go. Yeah, no, I, I think it's difficult to see who is going to be that free behind the striker because you look at it and you think, well... Just very oh, quickly, Joe, I'll ask you. I'll chuck a question to that very point. Andrew Leggett, why do we buy arguably the best number 10 in the league and then play uh, on Yeah. As in Fraser. Well, I, th I think Fraser played from the left for MK. Like when you look at his heat maps, a lot of it is in that left-hand role. So I, I do think we need to have somebody who can sort of interchange that role with him. But you look at it and you think, well, Fraser's going to start games because he's cost us a lot of money. 
Chaplin is dropped down from the championship and is going to have to start games. Edwards, we saw him for 20 minutes and he looked, he looked a class above and he started like six or seven games in the Premier League last year. Like I say, he looked absolute class. He's going to need to start games. Where's Burns, you think, is going to need to start games? And this is before you even get into Louis Barry, Armando Dobra, who's looked really bright this season. Yeah. Sonny Aluko, who's, well, I know he didn't have the best start, but he's going to be a, a good around. player. He's, you'd, you'd assume he's going to be a good player around here. And then I say there's a lot of bodies to go into. I, I say, I, I wonder I wonder how it sets itself up in that, whether, like Dave said, Burns does end up sort of rotating in with Kane Vincent Young at right back because Vincent Young doesn't doesn't quite look on it at the moment. And we either need, I, th- I think we either need to sign a low knee at right back to give him a bit of a challenge there. Because I don't think when you look at Dinesh and how he plays there, it's just not the right, he's not the right person for that role. So I, I do think we do need something else at right back. And whether Burns becomes the competition for Vincent Young, I don't know because we've got a, I'd say we've got a hell of a lot of attacking options at our disposal, and that's before you even think at could Piggott play as a ten, and then you've got James Norwood if he's when he gets back fit, Macaulay Bond. I say there's so many options, but like Dave says, I think you end up just you 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 might beat Shelton in three nil on Tuesday night, and then they just become the hot hand and go on a run effectively. Yeah. And yeah, you, you need you need people to grab the shirt. It's, it's yeah. one thing saying they just should play, they should play, but you need people to stand up with both hands and grab it. Like Kyle Edwards came on yesterday and he he sort of grabbed a starting opportunity for me for oh. that twenty odd minute cameo. He, he just showed, look, you, you can't leave me out after I've come on and done this. And you need more players doing that where it hasn't quite been the case for Connor Chaplin yet, for Joe Piggott, for Scott Fraser even, who has actually probably been one of the better additions. Yeah, and uh, just another thing to add into the mix, Dave. Question from Dave Gore. Um, injuries, Burns and Chaplin to add to Norwood, Toto, Edmondson and Nolan. Is this why Cook and Ashton have added so many attacking players? Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you know, you'd hope with all the all the resources and all the uh, you know the fitness coaches that have been brought in, the, obviously the change and the big emphasis again on sports science, that this would hopefully not be a recurring theme as it has been in previous seasons for us. So, um, look, it, it sounded like Burns is just a, I think I read somewhere a slight knock or something like that. Chaplin, I don't think I read what was what was up with him. So you'd hope it isn't anything, you know, isn't anything anything too serious. But look, you know, and what I would say with the investment in the certainly the sports science uh, that you would think that our medical record would improve somewhat certainly um there's more emphasis you know on, i was watching yesterday the halftime drills and they're now drilling obviously when they come out instead of ambling over to the center spot and doing whatever they you know for the kickoff as they have done in previous seasons we picked up on this on the pod that you know they don't do the little drills when they come out at the start of the second half and things like that so they're doing those for instance just to get a bit of intensity so let's see I mean some of that is luck of course but yeah if if players have to miss a game or two it's not a massive deal it's when it's when you get to the stage when you've got five or six players that are out for five or six weeks and which is what we have something's going on there but if if Chaplin and Burns have just said look you need to sit out Saturday and Tuesday and you're going to be back the following Saturday then it's fair enough that's what that's what you need to see that sort of prevention and injury injury management that you need but we just ended up in previous years where you've got so many people out with muscle injuries. Admittedly, we've got two already in NCR and Norwood, but hopefully you don't have many more of them. Joe, I'm going to, I'm going to merge two questions together here. Um, Chris Denny, does Blackpool struggles at the beginning of last season in similar circumstances to us this season and subsequent playoff success workers prove that this will take time and there's no reason to panic? Lee Smith, we have a better starting level and greater strength in depth, perhaps not a centre-back, and a true identity and patterns to our play. So much to be positive about, but a win would be nice. Will we be top six by the end of September? Do you? Well, he says we will be, um, but do you agree? Um, just to, I, I, the Blackpool thing is frustrating me as a comparison because <laughs> teams that lose seven of the first nine or ten games of the season are more likely to get relegated than promoted. And I don't think... I don't want to be sitting here in six weeks saying, oh, well, Blackpool had a really rubbish start last season. They still got promoted because 99 times out of 100, if you start a season that badly, you're not going to get anywhere near it. And I say, you just can't keep losing games. We've brought in, Blackpool brought in sort of a potential, not a huge amount of experience in, in league football that they had to get over. But then why not look at Lincoln, who brought in 14 players and started the season like a house on fire and kept it up all season effectively. So I, I, I don't like to, pay too much stock to that but I the only the only thing for me is I I, I don't think there's I, I think yesterday was a real backward step in what we saw on the pitch I didn't really see many patterns of play 
the partnership's not really formed. I thought we got out for it. And it really, I was really concerned when you see how little sort of on-pitch management there is, that, that somebody isn't saying, look, playing out from the back isn't working. Someone mix this up. That Vincent Young isn't playing that well. Let's try and get work the ball down the other flanks. It just seems like they're all, they were a little bit too robotic trying to do the things they've been told to do rather than actually anyone taking the lead on the pitch and doing something different. But overall, we have got quality players now. You, you look at the signers and they are they are good, good players. Paul Cook is also a manager who's got a brilliant record at, at this level, at League Two, at, at whatever club he's been at, he's got a brilliant record. So I don't have any concerns we'll get there, but it would just be nice to get there quite quickly because with the way that last season went, which was a, it was a, I thought it was a really poor, the job Cook did when he came in last year. And I know people have a million mitigating factors for it, but ultimately he, he did not do a good job last year. And these stats of like four wins in 19 games, you don't win the next three and it becomes four wins out of 22 games. And I know people say, well, 16 games don't count, but you can't, the, the, the worst things go this year, the less next year is going to get, be able to get written off. Sorry, last year's going to be able to get written off. So, but I'm, I just I just want to get that win under our belt. I just want to get playing because we've got we've got a really good squad. We've got a really good management team. We've got a lot good going on off the pitch, and we just need to make sure on the pitch keeps up with it. Dave, just to, to Joe's point, I've got a question here from Flim Flam Film Fan um, Andy. Um, should Cook be judged on all games played under him, or should we wipe last season from the stats? Well, I think Joe makes a good point that look, the longer we go out, the longer we go on without a win. You know, last season will still will still be a factor for sure. It will. Yeah, you know, he was in he was in charge. All right, completely different squad, but yeah, I think the longer the longer it the longer it goes on, yeah, the pressure the pressure will mount on him, and last season will be thrown at him as well. Um, Blue Soap, um, no question, but just a statement from the positivity, which we want. Um, possibly at least two signings this week to complete the window. We will win at Cheltenham on Tuesday. Town fans are understandably frustrated. Yeah, Years yeah. now, disappointment are taking their toll. Keep the faith. There you go. Yeah, well, very much. Um, question from Justin. Hello, Justin, who was mentioned earlier by just. Dave, but he has a question for Joe. So I don't know what snubbed you there, Dave. Slagging you off. Whose first half was worse? Yeah, exactly right. He asked me loads of questions yesterday. Whose first half was worse? Luke Wolfenden or Mark Fish? Oh, I, I did see this one. I, I didn't think Wolfie was that bad yesterday. I thought it, I thought he did thought he did fine. I thought it was like not a brilliant performance. I thought it was a decent performance all around. I thought he defended pretty well. I think he maybe could have done a little bit better for the first goal, but I thought. I don't know, I think everyone's making a massive deal about the, oh, well, we're not doing that well at the moment because we've still got a weak defence. And I think, well, actually, it's not it's not far off what you'd expect it to be. And I think it should be good enough at this level. It's it's scoring goals, which is proven to be the problem at the moment, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, question from Mullet, who was also there yesterday. Um, is the lack of balance in the squad negligent? Negligent, his word. Um, or a simple fact of how far down the pyramid we are. Edwards and Harper look like potential stars, but have we got the short term wrong with the sole focus on the Bigger picture, Dave. Interpret well, that one. That's a, I'm not sure quite know how to really. Um, Lack of balance. Well, look, there was always going to be. He, look, he, he made no secret of the fact last season that he, every that, that, that the players were going to be bombed out. You know, they really weren't up to it. They weren't up to it. He thought. I mean, um, I think we've, we've all known that he was really surprised at the lack of quality in the squad that he, that he inherited last season. Um, and and transpires the actual more than that, the actual fitness and quality so if you haven't got those what have you got sort of thing so look all these players were bombed out um negligent ah, it's a tough one you know could you you know could you uh predict that ncr the first game of the season would pull his hamstring i mean it's yeah it's such a it, it's so difficult it, it, it really is it really is such a such a difficult one that but no i think going back to what joe said earlier i think i, I think his recruitment so far okay remains to be seen but they all look certainly a step up from what we had um, and uh, you know, and there's Bright. You know, we're already seeing the quality of Harper, the quality of Edwards, and a brief again. I'm sure Evans, good God, you know, the quality of the quality of those guys, for instance. So, um, it's, it's a tough one, yes. Obviously, we're building for the long term. That the, the you know, the ambition is very much to get out of this division as quickly as possible, which the new owners have said. Um, but short, short terms, the pressure's on to pick up positive results, yeah. And we might have 10 or 20 transfer targets at one point. Who knows? Who were in negotiation. And you can't pick yeah. and choose when those deals reach culmination, can you? And arguably, two centre-back I, positions versus maybe five or six outfield, you know, further outfield positions. 
you naturally get more of those targets on you lined up. And that, yeah, that, I, I like the way. I must admit, I like the way we've done our business. You know, it's gone sort of quiet, quiet, quiet. Slight rumor, bang, done. In <laughs> um, just amazing. It just hasn't been the way, has it? It's never been our way. Well, not not under Evans, that's for sure. So, yeah, we kind of, um, I kind of like that very much. I mean, certain deals of, you know, the well, the Colson one, I think was pretty much done and dusted a month ago but for boroughs um one or two things going on at borough so yeah certain things but um yeah you know the way we've done the business has, has really really been good for me anyway yeah i think some people seem to be mistaking sort of prioritizing signings and being able to get deals done because i don't think we've prioritized signing six attackers over and only oh. one defender i think it's just that the deal's Either like if you think the first deal we tried to do was Sonny Bradley months Definitely. and months ago, and that that yep. one fell through. And we've been yep. obviously working on things, working down the list, and you can only do the deals when they're ready to be done. And I say it just seems that the deals haven't been ready to be done, and maybe we've had to go down the target list a little bit. Maybe Cameron Burgess was Plan C, and we've had to fall down onto that one. We, we'll never know. But you've I'd say you you do the deals when you can do them, and I'm, I'm sure Ashton and Cook would have wanted all the deals done as early as we could have done. But yeah. you, you can't. You can't, like as the Colson example showed, you can't get your players in unless the clubs are willing to let them go. And if they want to hold on to them for another couple of weeks because of X, Y, or Z, then you either have to move on or or, or leave it effectively, yeah. and, or, or wait. And we and we decided Colson was worth waiting for, and hopefully that proved to be the case. A couple more bits to end on. We, we've got more questions here, and we're running out of time, so that's why I can't read all the questions. But thank you for sending them in. Um, uh, Tim Pashti, these these questions are kind of more rhetorical. I'd like to think: Did Burton's Brewers have too much froth for Towns Cook? There you go. I mean, Tim's Tim's coming up with these these sort of food related things every week. He did one I feel on like pork shrimps. He did one on shrimps last yeah, he week, did. didn't he? Is yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Like I haven't thing. I haven't met Tim, so this isn't an intent to be rude. But is he maybe on a diet and all he can think about is food? So he can <laughs> all he's doing is sitting there thinking about it all day and putting it in his puns just to help. Joe, yeah. that's not the case. I've met Tim, and he's a very athletically built man. And that's all I can say. He's, he's, no, I'm sure that's not the case, Tim. Hello to Tim. There you go. Um, <laughs> Hello, let's end with, and on this one from um, Mikey Penty Smith. Um, oh. Hopefully, it will be in the hot seat um, next week. Oh, Mikey. Um, what is the worst ITFC penalty misses you've witnessed? Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Um, and I think we did. I, I will hold my hands up. I thought I'd got this right. And Joe, Joe's got this excellent book, which has got a record of penalties up to, I think it was, did you Suffolk say mid, mid, mid-90s, isn't it, Joe? Up to mid-90s. 36 to 96. And I was so glad that my, um, my, my, my short-term memory is rubbish, but my long-term memory held me in good stead. And Mark Brennan took a penalty in the 86-87 season at home to Derby. I think Derby perhaps went up as champions that year. Can't remember. It was a fairly top-of-the-table game, I remember. Up the Churchman's end, I was behind. Filthy day. And in 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 um in difference to uh, in difference to poor old Mark, he's it's one of these ones where a Beckham like um uh World Cup I always get this mixed up World Cup Euro Euro two thousand four yeah he loses his standing foot <laughs> it's a comedy one and shanks it and I swear this penalty nearly goes out for a throw honestly <laughs> I kid you not but there is mitigating circumstances it was you know we've seen all seen these pictures in the mid eighties especially Portman Road looked like the bloody baseball ground used to you know if you remember the old match of the days and his standing foot goes but oh it's a shocker it, that's the worst I've seen Joe can your book beat that maybe well, it's I, maybe can't beat it but mine is sort of for proper ipswich residents this is the the detail you need but a, a couple of days it was in the summer i i i would gone story to, behind the penalty yeah well i i used to go to this thing called kid stuff at crown pools in, in school holidays and um i'd been to broom hill for a, a treasure hunt and I'd, I'd won this treasure hunt and i and i won this little lloyd's bank camera which i was quite excited to have and oh. um we um, were playing Sheffield Wednesday at home. So I'd taken this camera to the game and it's sort of like wine. And Ipswich had won a penalty at, again at the Churchman's End. And I was in the Churchman's End against Sheffield Wednesday. And Boncho Genchev steps up against Deadly. Kevin Pressman. Deadly. So I've got these, I've got about four photos or as many photos as I can take of, cl- of click, wind it on, click again, wind it on, of this ball just sailing over my head, <laughs> almost almost out of the Churchman Stadium. So, so yeah. over the Churchman stand there. But um that was that was pretty disappointing because I was so excited to have my new camera and it it didn't bring us much luck. That's the, no, I think no. that's the only time I've ever taken the camera to a game. I must admit, sadly, I didn't have the camera for the Mark Brennan penalty, but it was so bad I wouldn't have got it in shot anyway. So. <laughs> I think Bunch had a pretty bad. I think I recall watching him miss a penalty against Blackburn. I think. Um, Let me get the book out. Go on, go on, Joe. Give us Bunch. Yeah, I think he missed Bunch another one that season. So Genshev 
Oh, yeah, he took two penalties for us. Oh, no, three penalties. He scored one against Man City at the end of the 93-94 season. He missed one away at QPR, which was saved by Tony Roberts, and he skied one out of the Churchman stand as okay. caught on camera by Joe Fares. Someone by else Jay missed Fares. the Blackburn one. Young oh, Joe Fares. There you go. Um, thank you again Excellent. for your questions. Thank you for your answers, gentlemen. Um, let me put the embryonic league table. I'd love to say that word. Um, just up there um, by means of a roundup very briefly. Waiting where kind of at time. I mean, Wickham, no surprises there. They beat Cheltenham, who we face on Tuesday 2-1. And Portsmouth, uh, Portsmouth up there. 2-0 win over Crew for them. Sunderland um, also um, winning yesterday against MK Dons, who we play on. Saturday 2-1, and um, Bert, we know about um, Morecambe. Um, no mugs, Morecambe. Um, I, see, um, I see the Burley Stockton got another one yesterday, didn't he? I'm hitting for about yeah. two yards. but Colder yeah. goal. 2 nil against goal. Shrewsbury. Um, and making up the top six. Sheffield Wednesday got um, their season up and running properly with a 2-0 win against Doncaster um, in the South Yorkshire derby, I think that was. Mm. Um, Wigan um, off the mark as well yesterday. Um, if you want to see a sitter be missed, and Will Keane had a pretty open goal to to, to score from and, and missed it, um, but then scored a last-minute winner instead. So Wigan up and running as well. Um, so obviously that... too early to look at the league table, but I think the one thing that sticks out for me on there is that Wickham being top of the league after two games where they, they came, obviously dropped down from the championship, and a, a lot of people thought, uh, how are they going to react to coming back down to this league? Because they obviously had a s- small squad, small bod- budget when they were last in here, but to have hit the ground running with two wins out of two, is is always is always a good start for them. So hopefully yeah. that they do tail away. Vokes on the score sheet for them as well. And worth mentioning Bolton, who've had two three or draws in a row, yeah. league, which is pretty <laughs> Come on. Um so that's your lot. Um in terms of things to plug, um hopefully we'll do some kind of live show this week um for Cheltenham. Um the pre-match show will be back on Friday, um pre-record this time around, looking ahead to MK and then the flagship as usual. Um, next Sunday slash Monday, depending on when we record. Um, and um, I'll put some bits and pieces of where you can find us along the bottom there. Joe, where can we find you on social media? And um, Just at Joe Fairs on Twitter. And on Instagram as well. And on Instagram. There you go. Um, and Dave? At David Diamond 3, Twitter, not not on Instagram. Okay, and you can find me at... Ipswich. What's your TikTok account, Dave? Yeah, yeah sorry. I'm not, not sure what you mean. I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> um, and you can find me at Ipswich on Twitter and Ipswich underscore on Instagram, though I'm hoping to secure the full Ipswich rights in the next couple of weeks. Um, thank you, guys. Um, I'm going to put um, who on it? Dave on the spot for the final word. Not that, not the usual word. Um, no, so- not not at all. I, I think I'd say, um, hang on, let me see. Oh, let's just hope we don't fall at the first fence at Cheltenham. <laughs> Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in a participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.